my loves. I am Wild Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where I ask people about the most intimate details of their sex lives in an effort to practice talking about sex so that we hopefully have better sex all over the world. And my guest today is Leah. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am so excited and have so many notes about things I want to say. I am very excited. Okay, let's dive in and let's start with the very beginning. First, introduce yourself a little bit so people can get a sense of like from whence you come and then tell me a little bit about your early memories around sex. Awesome. I, I'm a TV comedy writer in LA. I'm from Orange County in Southern California, um, so I've pretty much only ever been here. Um, yeah, and I guess that's my basic bio. My earliest memories around sex I know something I wanted to say that is very embarrassing. And I think I've only ever said this to like two people, but I have this diary from when I was eight and um, I wrote that the boy I had a crush on, uh, I was like homeschooled until second grade and then third grade when I was eight was the first time I was out like in a class of kids. And I wrote that the boy I had a crush on in that class uh, gave me a queasy feeling in my wiener. (laughs) It's super embarrassing. I was like, that was like one of my deepest shames for a long time was like, oh God, nobody can see this. But now it's like, oh no, that's adorable. It's adorable. (laughs) What, what about it gave you shame or what, Um, what felt shameful about it? I think I always thought it's like, oh, especially when I was writing it. I also in that same diary liked to draw naked people. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think I just thought it was, yeah, shameful to be thinking about that or um, focusing on it. Like it was weird to be drawing it. And it's like now it's like, yeah, OK, I guess that was weird, but it's not. I don't know. Again, it's not shameful. It was just a little kid being like, this yeah. is the sum total of what I know about sex drawings of naked people and my own wiener. <laughs> <laughs> my own wiener. Yeah, I, I did not. My parents, I think we just like didn't talk about parts. So I, yeah. Were they religious at all? No. My parents are both kind of hippie-ish and my mom actually gave me my sex talk. I know you like to talk about like whether people got a sex talk or not. I got mine when I was nine because my mom, she felt it was important for me to understand our Irish heritage that I read Angela's Ashes. I don't know if you remember that book. It's like an incredibly depressing book about Irish poverty that came out in the 90s and she was like this is what my mom went through I want you to read this but also there's a lot of sex in it so (laughs) nine-year-old Leah um this is she just told me like a very mechanical version of how sex happened right and I remember telling her that I had suspected there was something where like penises and vaginas had to touch, but that was as close as I got. Oh to, my like, god! Guessing what, and I don't know where where those guesses came from. I think I knew that like making out wasn't the whole story. Right, that, like, right. I saw in the movies. You somehow but, had an idea. Yeah, yeah. But so she told me that, and I guess it was a, It didn't super change my life to know that as a kid. I know I had my first kiss at 15 and that guy turned out to be kind of like a predatory guy and was trying to like pressure me into more stuff. And I, I just, I know I did not have a sex drive at that point. I like 
got one shortly thereafter. And mm-hmm. it was like me and him had ended things because he, again, was a predatory dude. Like I, I gave, we did hand jobs. It was like my first time seeing, cause this was before the internet was super available. We yeah. had like an AOL yep. uh, computer in the kitchen, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, like dial up AOL internet in that the, the family used. Um, so uh, my first time seeing an erect penis when I was 15, I guess, uh, which sounds very old to have this reaction, but I like, I thought it looked like the alien from alien, like just something <laughs> angry, like bursting out. Of it. And I remember thinking like, Oh my God, every man I know has that. And it was like, it was a lot. I remember him saying like, you can touch it. Like, it, it was just yes. um, he was, I was like a sophomore and he was a senior, uh, you know, uh, one of those senior guys who goes after all the freshmen and sophomores. Um, yeah. Oh, but so he he like wanted to keep things a secret at school, and that made me feel terrible. And uh, oh, it was, I had one of those too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. And now I know enough to know that that's that's a really strong red flag. Just anybody who like yeah wants to keep things secret. It's yeah. You probably, especially you know around that age, it just oh my a God. sign that they're a dirt bag. Probably strong red um, flag for me. Lasting effects. Like I think that's actually the reason that I'm much more comfortable being a third or the other woman or the secret uh, woman or the woman on the side. So I'm actually uh, trying to move out of that and yeah. I have no idea, but that's relationshipy talk. But, but I know, I know. But even totally makes sense. It's like a whole thing where I'm like, oh, that's a, okay, deep yeah, patterns. Those yeah. patterns are deep. Yeah, no, and feeling insecure or like trusting when people do feel more than, or it's like, yeah. no, 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 it's okay. It can yeah. be a full thing. So I would love to dive in though to some of the things that you're excited to share about. Oh, like, yeah. I just want to know what all of them are. Where do you oh, want to start? Like, well, I am proud of my virginity story. I would love to tell that. Yes. Um, I also, I mean, I came in with my like number one mission of like sex thing I would love to change about our culture is the the idea that that vaginas are, you know, which, and we often mean vulvas, but just like lady yeah. parts are uh, impossible to figure out and or gross. Like that, those are just so commonly accepted as like, oh, you know, it's impossible to make women orgasm. So like, why try? Or right. like, I'm a woman, but I could never go down on another woman because gross. Like yeah. I, you know, and even I feel like it's still, I think we're kind of coming out of it, but it was so recent when it was like culturally acceptable for men to be grossed out by going down on women. And it's like, yeah, holy crap. Those are like adults thinking those things and proudly saying those things. And, um, and I just feel like for women too, I mean, it's like, if you, if you don't, if you're uh, a woman who does not want to experiment with another woman, like that is fine. But I think if it, if it is rooted in like, Oh no, our parts are gross and yeah. confusing. Like that's that's sad and it's toxic. To I think stop. it's toxic because yeah. I think it affects your personal sex life. For Absolutely. myself, speaking for myself, for sure. I was like, no, he can't go down there. Yes. I smell weird. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I haven't showered since four hours ago. I couldn't possibly. <laughs> yes. We'll have to hot tub yeah. first. How could he like this? Yeah, no, it 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 absolutely has like affected my own enjoyment of those things and myself. And so, yeah, that um, makes me really mad. And I'm excited to be like, no, those those things. So I didn't know if I should like 
start with the fun stuff before getting on the soapbox. But, Get on the soapbox. Yeah. And I would I would love to ask details around it. Like, do you have any specific stories yourself of times where you did feel ashamed of your body? And how has that kind of progressed throughout your life? Like, where are you now with that? I know. I definitely remember a lot around high school and middle school. Like, so much stuff that dudes said around then. When it's like, oh, right, they were like, 14 when they said those gross things and they don't know fucking anything yeah yeah and they probably don't even remember it and they picture themselves this way past it but it's like oh the way they described them and again you know like Mm. said openly like oh yeah they're gross or women smell like fish and like all of those Mm -hmm. related jokes Mm -hmm. and um yeah just all of that like it uh this i don't know if this is too much too fast but i I um (laughs) <laughs> not here. No, it's I know, not. I know. I remember I have a ton of brothers and one of my brothers said the term meat curtains and that that again stuck with me. But it was like, oh, he was like a middle aged middle school, middle aged, middle <laughs> school aged kid saying this thing he heard. But it's just like disparaging women, you know, like and women with like perfectly normal, healthy parts who. Uh, yeah, I was like, I feel like it was so common to make jokes about that when I was younger. Are, this is maybe a dumb question, but are meat curtains labia? Yeah, yeah like, so the, it's like when the inner labia are longer, are longer. Or like are out a little bit. And it's, oh, I mean, yes. yeah, so much misinformation about like that means she has sex a lot. And it's like, yeah. no, that's just like a normal type of vulva. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I That's part of why I think this podcast is super great. And I'm excited to be on it. And listen to it because it is just like, I think as much like good, honest stuff you can get out there to combat all of the (laughs) the negative, shameful uh, jokes people like to make, um, the better. I want to share something around that. I went on a first date with a couple. There was no second date about a year and a half ago. And I was not, they were nice-ish. Like they were like, not my people, but. I didn't do anything with them, but I was up for watching them fuck yeah. that, that night. So I was like, all right, I'll go out and make out a little bit. Maybe she was really cute. I thought he was kind of uh, not a nice character. Huh. And I will never forget afterwards. Like it was, and it's fun. I like watching people like I get really turned on. And afterwards she went to the bathroom and she was like showing me how long her labia were and how she used my favorite kind of paper towel, the Viva paper towels instead of toilet paper. She's like, if I use toilet paper, they get stuck in my, in my lips. And I was like, that's so funny. That's great. And I remember thinking like, oh, maybe I would like, that would be fun to play with. Maybe I would see them again. And she was like proud to just show you that. Well, no, she was, Uh, she was, well, there took a turn. She was like, I have to use these paper towels. That's uh, why I want to get a labiaplasty. And at that moment I was like, Oh no, I can't. No, ah, because because for me it is also a, a flag for for my relationships personally, and I just felt this deep sadness. And she was only twenty two or twenty three, and he was in his late thirties, and they were uh, married, and it was a odd situation. Oh but no. um, the flag was that she like wanted to change herself. For or? me, for yeah. me, I was just like, no, no, you. I like how you are just yeah. be just be you Aww. and so that that's something that just has been I haven't really Aww. thought about it since then yeah but. especially if she's with like a bad dude who is encouraging those feelings instead of oh I got yeah. a text message from him about a year later it was that was like she's a bad person and terrible I hope she doesn't contact you again but I am looking for someone new are you available out of the blue like after oh, not God. yeah and I was like 
nope and don't text me again. Yeah, good. Uh, I hope she's super happy somewhere with her labia. I know, Whatever she I hope she... it's like I haven't, you know, lived with a body I've wanted to change specifically. So it's like I... I understand if that can be like the right thing for some people, but mm, that's um, a good point. I guess I, I didn't she understand loves herself and yeah. is doing okay out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And I, I just, I don't know anybody who is feeling self-conscious or offended by this conversation. I just like, I love you and I love your, yeah. your, all your bits and I hope you're happy with them too. Your bits so. are good. Unless you're in pain, then go to the doctor and yes. see if there's a problem. I have heard you quote that Emily Nagoski oh, I book, love her. Already Come As You Are. That is like a life-changing, like, I want to reread it at I different points in my life to just try to absorb more of it. I want to reread it once a it. year. She's yeah. wonderful. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. The, and this started with, like, acceptance of my body and stuff. Because it is, like, I still struggle with, like, receiving uh, cunnilingus. Um, really? And, uh, yeah. Just, like, I... I kind of always feel self-conscious and I'm just like dealing with those feelings still. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm married. I've been married for three years and we've been like in love and having good sex for six years. And I just, um, I don't know. It's always like, Oh, well all these other things we can do. Don't carry that, uh, mm. those feelings. So, um, let's do those. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's a personal journey I'm on to try to get good at that, I guess. Can I ask um, questions around it? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and maybe some of them won't apply. Do you feel the same way if a woman is going down on you? Or have you had a woman go down on you? I have. And I think it's been women who aren't super experienced at it. Like, I think I've been women's first time more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in... A decent amount of uh, threesomes with uh, heterosexual women, <laughs> um, if that oh. makes sense, if that kind of situation makes explorers. sense. Explorers. Yeah, yeah, explorers, pioneers. <laughs> um, yeah, and so it's like, and I'm the same way. I actually, listening to your podcast and you and uh, another more experienced woman, like describing your techniques and stuff, um, it was like, oh man, I need to like take a class or something. I like feel bad for the women I have gone down on. <laughs> I just want to underline, yeah. I also don't feel experienced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I also am like, yeah, I could take a class. I want to, oh. I'll rewatch that video. What that you I, said when you were like, you like to ask people fingers or no fingers. I was like, I just learned recently. I really enjoy fingers. And that's yeah. like a big part of it for me. And so it's right. like, oh, if I, I don't know. I just, I hadn't known that. I hadn't known that's like a preference that is common that like delineates right. people. Um, because yeah. how would you know yeah, unless yeah. <laughs> someone was like fingers or no fingers? Yeah, and I remember yeah. I had a revelatory moment with a partner when I was sleeping with them and their husband. We only did it once, the three of us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know about going down on me because I'm really sensitive. And blah, blah. And they were like, OK, well, what if it's too sensitive? You go, ooh. And if it's great or something you really like and want more of, you go, ah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. I love that idea. Yeah, that's literally cool. never occurred to me to like create some concrete communication tools around yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so that's something that I've kind of been able to, you know, because it's not corrective in the sense of like, can you do it like this? Which is yes. was the way that I used to. Yeah, ask, I get. Tell. <laughs> yeah, I get stressed out a lot by like I. It's not quite what I think I need, but I don't know how to give the right direction. Like right. I also don't have a better idea. I guess hundred so percent. Fix yeah. it. Yeah. So I, that's a good system. Okay. I have another question slash idea. Yeah. Do you think the experience might be different if you were tied down and or blindfolded? 
Oh, I I have been learning like the past year or two that being blindfolded helps me in general a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband is super hot. I love him very much. It just is like my right. anxiety and like outside stimulation uh, from from that Come As You Are book where she describes, you know, sex drive as a dual system accelerator and brakes helped me so much because it's like I think I just have very sensitive brakes, mm-hmm. especially if I'm not like already in the mood so it's like if we're listening to music but the lyrics bother me then that uh, that's a huge like distraction I can't like if we're listening to tv and then it's like oh a kind of sexist scene comes on like, yeah that's gonna totally kill the movie happens way too often way yeah too often. Uh, um uh, but so, yeah, same, I think, with, like, just visual stuff. If it is, like, no, there's nothing to look at to, like, remind you of things you need to do later yeah. or something you forgot or something about your own body, like, yeah, that's super helpful. Yeah, so it, I know you talk about so much BDSM stuff. I think, yeah, that's why I do enjoy subbing, especially when it's subbing in a way where I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, where you are. It's one of my favorite like, things. Yeah, yeah, no, because that is, it's so... Yeah, relaxing and to just like be be out of your head, especially if you are a really anxious person and a really like verbal person to uh-huh. have that all turned off. I know you you talk about dirty talk a lot as well. And I think because I am a very verbal person, I like have not found that to be enjoyable for me yet. You know, like yeah. things are always evolving, but um, that I always get so distracted by like, especially if it's if it's me needing to say something, I get so distracted by like, oh, I wish this was better. Like, and coming mm-hmm. from, like, doing, like, improv and a little bit of acting and being a writer, it's like, oh, it feels like this is, like, my job, but I'm being bad at it and being, like, I also, I need to be mm-hmm. in the moment. And now you're being bad at sex and thinking about that, Oh, too. my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> or I've been in that spiral. Yeah, yeah. And I, oh, my husband is very mad about how I torpedo role plays if I feel dumb during that. Mm. <laughs> um, well, and, okay. One of the first ones he wanted to try was like, I'm the babysitter and he's like the husband. And that, I don't know. I was like, wait a minute. How old is this babysitter? Like this? And then I was like, yeah, I just got my braces off. And he like was like, no, oh, Leah. And it, it's like, no, but I don't know. It was just like, this feels inappropriate. So I feel like I need to lean into that to make a point to you. And now nobody wants to have sex anymore. So um, yeah, again, I think maybe that'll be a part of our lives at some point. But yeah. um I've been practicing or I was practicing communicating around fantasies because I get triggered and hung up on things like that too. Yeah. Particularly, I've been really sensitive to specific types of verbal things that actually come out. And when I get jolted back into real life, for example, my master would often say things like, I love you. I want to be with you for the rest of our lives. And I would be like, that's probably not going to happen. And then suddenly I'm back in, like I'm out of subspace. I'm back in real life. And I'm like... Okay, can we just not? And so I had to set really specific rules around like what it, what is okay to say during and what's not and yeah. clarifying some of that stuff because I get confused easily. So Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's that's extremely fair to to appreciate clarification with yeah, that's very um you know, if it's an unclear emotional situation. <laughs> right. How dare you play with this? <laughs> right. Um, it's it's not fun then. And, yeah, that's, and that's why I do think yeah. setting up the boundaries or like the scenario ahead of time can be really, really helpful. Yeah. Instead of yeah. making it like a full improv and then suddenly you have to. Yeah, that's to... true. That's true. Yeah. People who like get costumes and stuff. 
But it, yeah, I feel like all of the classic scenarios have like problematic power imbalances. And the power dynamic is like what's, what people find fun about it. But when it's like, oh no, teachers and students shouldn't be having sex. This like, this isn't hot. Or like a doctor should never do this to a patient. And I uh, <laughs> let myself get distracted by those things. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, no, no, hello, doctor. Yes, please inspect me. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're putting your gloves on now? Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I did. It's better now, but I went through a period where I was like, because I always have enjoyed being the more submissive one and mm-hmm. like dominant men and stuff like that. And um, I went through a period where it was like, am I betraying the women who actually are dominated by men in bad ways in real life is it like betraying women who are suffering at the hands of men in real life Mm. to to play act this in my sex life and like no it's not and um it's with a person who I fully trust and respect and who always listens to me and respects me but I've, I've had to do a lot of mulling that over and I think Dan Savage talks about just how all of that stuff is normal and healthy and it's okay to like different things in the bedroom than you, than you live in real life, yeah. um, if that makes sense. I think it's a relief too. I yeah. also think if you're doing it right, the submissive is in control at the end of the day. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm like, oh yes, tie me up and force me to have orgasm. Oh no. <laughs> You know, so I, in my brain, there's, that's always there too. And I just, it's just for me, so nice to let go just to fucking set stuff down for a few hours. Yeah, totally. And I, um, I just recently experienced enjoying being, being the Dom in a BDSM Mm. situation. Um, we, we actually won in a raffle, uh, two free hours at a dungeon. <laughs> I was there when they won it. Yeah, she invited us to the open house that had a raffle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and I, uh, I was kind of just unclear of how we would fill the time. And uh, once we got there, it was like, oh, I've never tried this piece of furniture or this piece yes. of furniture or this toy or this toy or this toy. And like, I want to try. I was, when I was like, it's my turn to be the sub. Here, husband, I would like to lay out all of these things that I would like to try. So it is like, yeah, like yeah. the sun kind of dictating what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, then when it was my turn, I was like, oh, okay, here are all the sensations that I really enjoyed and maybe the things we didn't get to do that I just kind of, I think it would be a, a, an unusual fun thing to experience that then I can give to him. You like know? what? Can you um, specifically name a couple? Um, there were like a lot of different paddles and there's, there are ways that I have wanted to be tied up that are harder to do at home. I guess like just things that are mm-hmm. where more your ankles and wrists are yep. restrained. They had stuff where you could like be tied up to yeah, the cross. Like they, they have a St. Andrew's cross, easily. right? Like the X, yes. the yeah, big yeah, X. Yeah, that big cross. Like, uh. which made me think of Game of Thrones in a way that was a little distracting. It's like that's not hot, those <laughs> crosses. But, um, yeah. but yeah, in a in a like clean, everything is painted white uh, yeah. dungeon. Um, yeah, it was fun to do that. The big get changed to the big X. Um, yeah, and it, so it was fun to experience that and to. To do it to him, just it, it felt like 
I had never thought of BDSM stuff before as just a sensory experience. Yeah, um, it is. And it's so playful. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah. It's like, these are our toys. Now we will play. Yeah. But grown up. I at, at a BDSM nightclub recently. They, it was just a regular nightclub, but then there was like a section where people were being spanked. And there was like a man <gasps> in, I think, a pig mask. But it was like leather. Ooh. So it was like sort of. Was that's it scary? Fun. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So yeah. not like a didn't look like a real yeah yeah no, it was like it was leather, like leather. In okay the shape got it got it, kind got it. Of a pig. yes yeah. oh i like and, those and then like a jock strap and somebody was <laughs> or whatever and so then, yeah and then just a bunch of other people being spanked and it was like oh you just tip them and then you can be one of them yes so in doing that because i was like yeah if this is an opportunity in my life i feel like i have to try it and doing <laughs> yes. that i feel like i learned a lot about spanking okay <laughs> they like uh, they, they gave me like a signal, like a way to jerk my foot to just signal like, oh, that was kind of too much. Yeah. Um, safe and, or a safe, yes, a safe check-in, motion. a check-in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, safe motion. yeah. Yeah. Check-in. Um, but so whenever I did that, the like spanking would stop and then they would kind of like caress with mm-hmm. their fingertips. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't know like mixing the sensations can kind of like mitigate pain, uh-huh. like in between things. And, um. And just, I don't know, you're, if you have ever enjoyed spanking, you know that like your brain releases a lot of like endorphins so when many. you're, yeah, experiencing pain. Um, so, you know, if it's in, if it's in like a, a way that you choose to experience it, that can be uh, fun. Yeah. One of my favorites is being like at the edge of orgasm and then getting a hard slap or a beating somewhere or some oh sort gosh. of, and just, and then it like kills it, but then you like build it. That's just one of my favorite fucking things. I do not think I have had the patience <laughs> to yeah. experience that yeah. yet. But oh, yeah. It's one of my favorites. That sounds fun. Um, uh, is it good, is it a good time to tell your virginity story? <laughs> yeah. Now that we're like way past that. It's great um, though. We yeah, don't have to go in order. Like, yeah. One of the main things overall I wanted to to share, I guess, was that I went into college with sort of a frat boy picture of how college should be and how the ideal college sex life is. And I was like, yeah, I want to be a frat boy. I want to be good at chugging beers and I want to have sex with as many people as possible uh, because that's what like cool is, right? Like that's what pop culture has told me is cool and that sounds fun to me so yeah let's do it and I did like pursue that fully <laughs> but I think and I don't know if this is skipping ahead too much but like I think the moral of the story at the end was just like oh nobody else is really doing this I like mm. was so excited to be like I've had sex with 20 people or whatever like I think it was upwards of that by the time I graduated but nobody else I talked to there was like one other woman who uh who like had that kind of number and liked to talk about it that way but yeah it was like oh most people don't do that and I just got this picture of like Mm -hmm. oh no that's how college will be and that's what everybody does um and again it was fun um I think it was formed by like a toxic masculinity picture of what the ideal is um and I also, and again, I'll get to the fun virginity story, but um, I think I would have definitely been having better sex if I were focused on different things and yeah. if I like were consistently with one person. Like sex got so different and so much better once I was with, like in a relationship. It's yeah. just so much better. You can learn more about yourself and practice and get good at stuff. And, and it, you know, in addition to obviously the benefits of being with somebody you're emotionally connected to. Mm-hmm. But so the first one, 
Um, I, uh, Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. I was like, shit, I, I, I was open to holding out for like a relationship or something, but I made it like three weeks into freshman year and then was like, no, <sighs> my virginity feels more like a burden mm -hmm. than like getting rid of it would help me live this casual, like fun thing I'm interested in pursuing. So I just kind of want to get rid of it and not tell the rando that I hook up with that it is my first time. Oh, So um, I was at a frat party and was 18 years old again three weeks into freshman year with you know a bunch of people who I had known for three weeks yes. <laughs> but uh yeah so we were at this party and there was this one guy with like a stupid fedora and I was like he's cute I am gonna pursue him tonight and I did and I thought things looked good and then he he said something about having to like take his keys somewhere and then he just didn't come back oh so it was like yeah it was like the end of the party and um I was like oh no this guy who I like was really excited about didn't come back and uh on my way out a guy who was one of like the the guys who did live in that frat house had just finished his Edward 40 hands which means you have oh, like yeah. two 40s taped to your hands until Jesus. you finish them so he was like removing one of his 40s <laughs> Um, and like kind of saw me and my friends out and I was like, will you give me a tour of the house? <laughs> and he was like, uh, I guess so. And like, did you really get it? And I was like, no, like, will you show me your room? And he was like, oh yes, like I will do that. Um, so, so we passed, oh, those houses are so gross. They're so, They're gross. so gross. I remember, you know, it's like, cause it's the party night too. So it's, you know, the floors that are worse. just soaked in beer and there's like, the light is purple for some reason. And he like <laughs> took me upstairs past, like there was a mattress on the floor oh, outside God. in the hall. And um, we like go into his room and then we're having sex. I think I remember that it was fun. I remember asking him when I was getting undressed, 
if he could guess what my major was to just guess like what his impression of me was. And yeah. he was like, uh, I don't know, art. <laughs> like, okay, fine. <laughs> Close enough. That's We're a good enough gonna- answer. Yes. We're not going to be friends, but like, sure. And yeah, he looked like Jake Gyllenhaal to me, which also helped. Great. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that's um, great. Yeah. So uh, when we were like in the middle of things, he was like, oh, can you get on top? And I was like, I'm not very good at on top. <laughs> so I was just like, oh shit, I don't know what happens then or yeah. what I'm supposed it's to like do. It's like a test. Yeah. But he was like, no, 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 like, it'll be great. Like, I'll show you. And so he did like help me do it. It was, I was probably That's not That's awesome. At it. But yeah, yeah, we, yeah, I remember it was the kind of sex where we like woke up and like kept like falling asleep and then waking up and like doing it throughout yeah. the night. So it was just like, yes, my virginity is thoroughly <laughs> gone. It's gone. Yeah. I lost it on purpose. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh. And when I was on top. He he had a cold and had to like lean over to the side and blow his nose. And I felt so confident that I was like, oh, I'm going to lean back like while I'm waiting. And then I'm going like, to whip my head forward in a sexy way uh, to like whip my hair around or whatever. And as I did that, we were in his lofted bed. Uh, so I was up near the ceiling. As I whip my head forward, I whack my nose on the ceiling and hear a crack. <laughs> Oh no. I was like, oh no, I'm not going to stop for this reason. <laughs> but I just like, I kind of, you know, we both like heard what happened and I just held my nose and waited oh. to kind of assess how bad it was. And I like felt my nostrils to see. And it wasn't bleeding. I felt there was like a little bit inside. So it was like, no, no, it's fine. Let's keep going. And um, I don't. It's like, I think it was broken because it cracked. I just, I like, you know, the inside corners of my eyes were bruised for like a couple weeks. So I think I broke my nose losing my virginity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And again, so yeah, this uh, total rando frat guy I picked up at like 1 a.m. at the end of a party uh, in in the morning. He was like, oh, what dorm do you live in? And I told him and he was like, "Uh, can I walk you like halfway? That's really far. (laughs) Um, So he walks me to the halfway point. And I was like, before we say goodbye, there's something I wanted to tell you. And he was like, there's something I want to tell you, too. And he was like, you go first. I was like, well, that was my first time. And what was your thing? And he was like, oh, fuck. And um, kind of collected himself for a second. And then he said, my thing is I can't remember your name. (laughs) But but I was like, this is a cool thing to say. So I said, you know what? We'll leave it that way. And then we like parted ways. And then I like chickened out of that like three weeks later and was like, no, he was really cute. And like found him on Facebook and messaged him (laughs) and he never messaged me back. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Which like I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So that (laughs) i love i feel like there are so many slices of open trying to figure it out i'll try to be cool that didn't work okay still going with it whatever like and i just feel like i can connect with that on many levels in many different ways and just like oh shit okay well (laughs) like i woke up after i lost my virginity trying all all the things like i was like all three holes let's do it I woke up the next morning and had a giant bruise on like near my knee, like oh. a giant fist sized bruise. And Did I you have do it in the knees? no, I know, right? Like everywhere, but like yeah. with what? Like he was big, but not that big. <laughs> I mean, he was very large, but oy, oy, oy. I have no idea where that bruise came from. And it's one of those things where I'm just like, huh, 
I wasn't that drunk, but oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Battle scar is great. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I actually, the second person I ever did it with from high school, I remember my high school friends were like, oh, the casual section of Craigslist is very funny. Like they did what? have a lot of very hilariously bad ads for casual sex, but I, I, so I was like looking at those, you know, I told myself for fun and then came across somebody who like said they were a student at my college and uh, their picture looked really great and they everything they wrote was legible. So I messaged them <laughs> and was like, I just am wondering how a person like you ended up posting here. Um, and again, I thought for academic purposes but you know just wondering but it's like of course I wasn't just wondering you know he was like a hot dude who was openly looking for something yeah so yeah we ended up meeting up I actually saw him off and on for a really long time but I everybody I saw more consistently I I had feelings for and nobody had feelings for me like that was kind of my experience over and over again and Mm. I feel like I had also heard in sort of buying into this like hookup culture that I was super into. I had heard that you hook up with people in college and then the people who you keep hooking up with are the ones you develop feelings for and then you're in a relationship. And that, yeah, just the the mutual feelings part never came for me. Yeah, and so like with this dude, I remember telling him, I have feelings for you. And he was like, oh, well, if that ever changes, let me know. Oh my God. What a fucking answer. This was a robot. I will say, I think it's very brave of you that you told him. Oh yeah. Because my first 10 or so people were all, you know, we're all in college and I just sort of developed this silent understanding that I was not the girl to date, that I was like the one for fucking. And I was like, that's okay. Cause I'm focused on my career or whatever. And, and they, we're friends. We get along mm. and they appreciate me for me. And I, I will. But my, did you get those phrases? Like nobody ever said that to you? Was... Well, behavior. Yeah. Like none of them were trying to take me on dates. Mm. And it was explicitly casual in many ways in terms of how we would interact. Yeah. And I was too afraid to ever. I bet some of them may have actually had feelings looking back on it mm. or would have possibly been open to more, but I was just like, I'll follow their lead because I, it didn't really occur to me to be like, Hey, I have feelings for you. And I think some, on some level I was like, I'm just trying to practice sex and see what happens. And I also think I wasn't really capable of checking in with my own feelings uh, yeah. Um, because I was just like, well, I don't know, you know, yeah. don't they just happen? Yeah. And so, there, and so there was just so much confusion around sex and the emotions attached to it. And I was just like, well, I'm really just looking for, I think I had some sort of fantasy that when I had perfect sex, whatever that means Mm. with someone, then they would become my boyfriend or something (laughs) like that. Like I just didn't really, I didn't know. Um, So I just want to say that that was, I had a similar but different experience. Yeah, that's so interesting. Very sex oriented. I mean, I want to say another lie uh, that has affected my life and sex life a lot. Well, romantic life is that I feel like I had heard a lot of guys say it's awful that guys have to be the one to make the first move. I wish women were the ones who asked guys out more. Mm. And of course, you know, obviously for this whole conversation, this is all just, you know, heteronormative things. But I was like, oh, well, I'll be that woman who asks you out. And again, with 
I feel like the same people are like, women don't like sex and they're a drag yeah. in that way. So it's like, no, I love sex and I'm going to be the one who's asking the guys out and making the moves and whatever. And they did not like that. <laughs> At least the ones that I was making mm. moves on. I mean, obviously, like there were some, but I, I think a big thing that helped me with that kind of life, I think, was just not being afraid of rejection. Just like knowing yeah. that that is going to happen and it's okay and totally normal. You're just kind of like checking in with people you're attracted to and interested in pursuing in whether they they feel the same way. And if they don't, then you can move on. And um, so, yeah, but so there was a lot of me telling people I had feelings for them and a lot of me telling people I wanted to have sex with them and a lot of uh, them not being interested until I found the people who were. Um, but yeah. And so it's like, I think that that is off putting. Did it stop? It sounds like it didn't stop you though. Um, it sounds like you were like, okay, well, I'll keep going. I just don't know how to be different than that. I've always yeah. been so bad at flirting. Like I just don't get it. I hate when you have to like be subtle and like wait and see like what cues they're giving off. It's like, no, can't we all just like explicitly say what we're feeling yeah. all the time. Now uh, I can and do. Yeah. When yeah. I was in college, I didn't understand that 95% of what I did was flirting. Like I just didn't know. I, I thought have, I was just friendly. Knowing you in college, I have always thought of you as a very flirty person. Everyone does. And I didn't realize <laughs> it like until way later. Yeah, and I, yeah. cause I would do stuff like wear really short shorts and really low cleavage because I fucking loved it. And I was yeah. like, I have boobs no, now. Awesome. And like, I don't have, like literally I would wear these insanely short shorts with like like knee high kind yeah. of cowgirl boots, but like with a little bit of a heel. Yeah. And I would do that because there was no dress code. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, that was it. Oh, and you had a religious school, right? Or No, just, 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 just conservative, just a dress code, just, dress yeah. code, just like, yeah. you know, whatever, four inches from the top of your knee or yeah, something. And so yeah. or like, which wasn't heavily enforced, it's but so it was like, funny. I couldn't wear. And so it was just kind of that liberation, you know, and, and I do enjoy flirting. Like now yeah. that I know what it is, actually now, <laughs> now I do it. You know what you've been doing. Now yeah. I do it less. Cause I'm like, I will be responsible and I will not hurt any feelings and therefore I will not give any signals to anyone and I'm too uh, tired right now to do anything and I don't want to fuck anyone's lives up and I don't want to make them sad and I don't want to be the cause of anyone's yeah. pain. Like, it's like so reactionary now. Yeah. Um, well, and is, that, that makes it like, you know, it is a burden in a way. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor and they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know? The Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people. This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Flora and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages, until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. 
Floor app celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Yeah, I've, I think I've, I've always dressed definitely like on the conservative side, kind of for those reasons, if that makes sense. It's like I never want to be giving signals to somebody who I don't want to give them to and want to be, I guess, very in control of who I give them to. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's like I had I had moves to, like, find a casual person. Yeah. And that it was like, you know, it's not flirting. Well, maybe it is flirting. I, like, I knew that if I was talking to somebody who I thought was cute and we were at a party, I would find a reason to touch them. Like, oh, your color's messed up. Or, oh, I like this shirt. But, like, with touching it and see how they reacted to that and if they seemed to enjoy me touching them, I would find another reason to touch yeah. them and then like kind of, uh, yeah, progress to the point of asking uh, if they had any plans that night or if I could see their room or whatever. I um, mean, that seems clear yeah, and logical. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's like a focused beam of light. And I feel like I was a fucking like, like strobe oh, or disco ball. Light. Yeah. Well, I just didn't know. And I really just didn't know what was happening half yeah, the time. And yeah. I'm like, how do I, and I was so open. Yeah. And it's hilarious that it took me so long, like, to lose my virginity, like, yeah. not without trying. It was in my sophomore year. Yeah. But had had a lot of trying, but it was just, I, I don't know. know. And that's so funny. Because, yeah, I always thought, like, maybe if I were a more, like, flirty person who dressed in a way that, yeah, I don't know, was more sexy or something, like, maybe it would have been different for me. But, yeah, I guess not. I just feel like forward women is a confusing thing to a lot of men of, I agree with of that. questionable character. So it also like weeds out the, the not great people. Yeah. Yeah. Who like need their ego yep. tended to in a very specific way or whatever, or to, to not be interested in somebody unless they like have already had that idea for a while and been pursuing the other person. I don't know. That resonates with me. And also thinking back to recent experiences where I'm like, do you want to have sex though? And, like, <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. No, I'm good. What? <laughs> Yeah, get away from yes. me then. Yeah, no, I, I, I have always felt that way, and I am emboldened by hearing you talk about the same thing because it is like I don't know, I don't, because uh, my husband wants to come on this podcast and talk with me about our specific uh, now you were gonna say wants uh, to come on my face and i like and i oh just i just heard my <laughs> husband wants to, to come on and i was like yeah go wait oh uh, what and then i like had a visual sorry I just coming on your podcast um like, yeah. on, the, like on the microphone yeah yeah um, <laughs> he just wants that is that okay i mean i would just get a new sock sure it's so kind of you <laughs> um but yeah so uh we we um have sex with people together like we have a, a romantically monogamous relationship mm -hmm. are just kind of open to trying new things or also saying like i'm not in the mood for those things can we take a break for a while mm -hmm. or whatever but so our thing uh the past few years has been um yeah just per pursuing people casually but always together if that makes sense yeah um and i think from that period in my life maybe when i was like alone in doing it for some reason getting rejected together still it still like bothers me oh really um yeah yeah and it it will if we spend a long time talking to somebody or you like 
meet up with people and then like then it's decided like ah no no thanks like let's go our separate ways it it does I don't know I still like do feel a little like like hurt by it I guess yeah. I don't know it's interesting that makes sense to me I don't remember where I brought that up it was like related to something we were talking about I distracted you with coming on microphone <laughs> We were talking about, let's back, let's backtrack. We were talking about flirting and the like openness there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So your, uh, what you said about asking people so explicitly, it was like, yeah, he's, he's definitely more of a traditional flirt and, mm-hmm. um, he pursued me, which was like, uh, a beautiful change of pace for mm-hmm. me. And that was very fun. And he's also like the only real relationship I've ever been in. It was like a string of messes and nothings <laughs> and then him and then we got married like I uh, one of the guys I spent like a year having a crush on in college I bought weed from him because I wanted his (laughs) attention yeah so those are the kinds of winners I was like into until I lucked into um falling in love with a great person yay hooray for that yeah I, I know that when my master and I were looking for thirds and meeting people I would get really offended I had one of them contact me later and like try to go on a date with me later. And I was like, no, because for me, it was like, no, we were talking to you as a couple and I'm not interested in you by myself. And also I I was deeply offended that she was not into my master. I was like, Uh, can't you see how great he is? And I'm in love with him. Like, you know, it was. uh, Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. But I think it's I think it is nice when you're partnered with someone to look for new people together if you're planning to fuck them together. <laughs> yes. Because I, yes. I, as a third, don't appreciate being recruited by one person. Like, it's, uh, And that's also because I have history with bad experience around that where there's clearly an imbalance, but I didn't realize it till way too late. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm yeah. not into that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, him and I do have very different tastes. Yeah. How do you uh, navigate that? Well, it's, he is willing to put more footwork in on Tinder. Um, mm. So it'll be him being like, oh, these are the people I'm interested in. What do you think? And I think I'm more sensitive to people who are younger. Like, I really don't want them to be any younger than me, especially if they look really young. I just feel really <laughs> dirty about that. Really? Um, yeah, like we're taking advantage of somebody or like she makes me feel old and masculine. Because mm. um, I also, I'm, I don't know, I'm not crazy tall. I'm relatively tall and feel like a not super feminine lady all the time. And so like that definitely is increased if it's like a very petite uh, yeah. woman. So that I do kind of like more androgynous, strong women or some version of that, and, you know, and also it ranges, but in general, and he, he's also into that. Just, I think he's, he has a broader taste in women. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been interesting, like learning about each other and learning about myself. I also, I, I definitely love when we're with people who are very forthright and know what they want and like, and I think that that kind of strength too, you know, like not just physically like that if you see that in a person i think that that is awesome and really yeah. does a lot for me yeah oh 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 a big thing i wanted to talk about yeah dane cook is actually responsible for negatively impacting my sex life in like a big way just this is not related at all to sex he's responsible he's dane cook is part of the reason i changed my name what? way back in the day oh he, he had, had a thing jo- about karen's Oh, and like oh, people wow. hate Karens. Oh and then God. people at my school would call me Karen, uh, like just to be mean to me, like just wow. to not, not to be totally mean, but like shitty boys who had crushes on me. Yeah. And yeah. I, that's when I, 
that's when I became allergic to being called Karen. And it is nothing yeah. against any person named Karen. It's that my name was Karen. Yeah. And I just hated it. Yeah. And wow. then, yeah. And then I was just, I was on set for a commercial in September and was, was getting called Karen. And then they were just ignoring my name. Like they were just you, Hey you. And I was like, wow. fuck this name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I oh might cut God. that out, but I just wanted to tell you. I cannot believe we both have personal vendettas against Dane Cook bits. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, okay. He had a bit about how when women masturbate, they look like they're DJing. <laughs> and he was like, uh, yeah. Uh, and that, uh. I, mean, I heard it like before, way before I ever had sex with anybody. I think I was like in middle school. Yeah, that lasted literally until I was in the relationship with the man I would marry <laughs> to like not feel self-conscious about it. Yeah. It was just like, oh, I look stupid when I'm doing this. Like yeah. nobody wants to see this. Like I feel great when I'm just having penetrative sex so I don't need to have like any clitoral stimulation in oh front of oh my god yeah no and it literally <sighs> yeah <laughs> um, so I I first <laughs> masturbated when I was 12 mm-hmm. um yeah just so like, you masturbated around the time you heard that joke yeah yeah horrible yeah, yeah. yeah totally yeah yeah, and it was like, oh, that is an accurate joke. Uh, but now I know that guys are secretly thinking I look like an idiot. Mm. So I will not do that in front of them. And now, yeah, it's like definitely an integral part of my sex life. And yeah. he had to do so much reassuring me that he did want to see it. Yes. And like I had had a, a semi-long-ish relationship with somebody before him um that wasn't super serious um but he he tried to reassure me about the same thing but I would like have to give up and go do it by myself like to like if I wanted to finish and that's like that's so sad and that makes me so sad for Leah. and she does so much better I had the same thing I I couldn't I was too embarrassed I was embarrassed I didn't want to touch myself I didn't want to show people how to how I made myself come yeah and when I would try my it's like my body would shut down. I would kind of, I think I was kind of disassociating because I just, to have eyes on this thing that was like for me, that was so personal, it almost felt like I was then giving them something. Oh, and it was wow. like, but it, but it wasn't really conscious. It was just like, I didn't know why. I just felt like shame and embarrassment. Oh. And it, it honestly wasn't until I was with my master and he was just like, what if you never had to be embarrassed in front of me? That I was like, oh my God, why am I discovering this at age 27? Yeah. No, and that is, that's a beautiful thought um, for any master slave or uh, <laughs> husband. Any kind, yeah. yeah I think any wife, partner, if you're having partner. sex with yeah. someone that you have to be embarrassed in front of. Yes. That's a problem. Yeah. Like yeah. that's a big problem. It really is. I And I think after being in a relationship where I feel that, it's like, yeah. oh, I could never go back. But no. uh, yeah, I... Uh, that makes me feel so awful and mad that you also felt that. And it's like, where do we? Yeah, I don't know. What? I like, didn't even listen to that, Dane Cook. Yeah, yeah. Like just we we are conditioned from, I guess, a bunch of different places to think that that is shameful and embarrassing. And it's not. It's like, I guess whoever is making jokes about that, I'm sure is a dude who does want to see it. They yeah. just like think it's hilarious yeah. to make those jokes. And we are only getting that message. Right. So we don't know. We yeah. don't get, we don't get the other side of it. We don't yeah. get, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, so I'm so happy that it's not that way anymore, but it, it literally was. Yeah. I like, I feel enough 
from like G-spot stimulation that it was like, I'm still enjoying myself um, Mm -hmm. and enjoying like just the adventure of being with this dude or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's definitely like, way better and totally different with that kind of right. stimulation. Yeah. That's how I, I was like, yes, this is great. I'm exploring. This is fun. The whole thing is the adventure. It's intimacy. Like it's getting to know someone in a very specific way and you get invited into a part of them that you wouldn't otherwise. That's why I love open yeah. relationships. That's why I love having sex on the table as a possibility if we're feeling it. <laughs> like I like it really is like a delicious adventure. Yeah. And it's so much better when I have orgasms for me, you yes. know, because then <laughs> yeah. it also means for me, I'm probably comfortable enough with the person to really be connecting. Wow. Yeah. And I, as I've discovered that in the last couple of years, I'm like, oh, and it doesn't mean I have to be in love with the person. I've had orgasms with people that, you know, on their on their best days, I get along with really well. And on some of their less good days, I'm like, God, you're fucking annoying. <laughs> but but yeah. like those moments of connection, I think it's beautiful to, to help another body feel good together. Yeah. And I think that's like, yeah. No. And I think with all of those things you talked about, like sexual relationships and like openness and doing it on the table, I, I, I think for my whole life, ask myself just when I get old and look back on my life, what do I want to have done? Like, what do, what do, would I, would I feel comfortable dying not having tried this thing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Should I, do I want to live a life where I did those things or didn't do those things? Yeah. And it's like, I almost always want to be like, yeah, I want to try that thing. Um, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I thankfully have married a person who, feels the same way. Yeah. And it's awesome. Yeah. And I, I felt comfortable getting married because it's like, I feel like we, I know we're both going to grow and change, but I'm excited in the ways that we are both going to grow and change. And I think we're, we're enough on the same page with each other and have navigated enough difficult experiences that I think we can be married through anything at this point. Awesome. Um, yeah. Awesome. I would like to rapid fire you with some questions. Wrap it away. Okay. So just if it gets longer, fine, but aim for a (laughs) sentence or whatever. Yes. Actually, let me move this. Do you talk about sex with partners ahead of time and protection? I think most of my recent experiences have been with people where we're explicitly looking for sex. Fuck yeah. Um, So yes, we talk about sex and specifically what we want and what like our boundaries are. Um, I think you and the way you have discussed protection has actually emboldened me to be more explicit because we, we always use protection ourselves, but I think it's like, why not be more explicit? Why be shy about this? And like you've said, anybody who doesn't want to talk about that, especially if it's just a casual thing, like you yeah. shouldn't be having sex with them. Fuck so, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite part about giving a blowjob? I'm actually not good at giving blowjobs. <laughs> what makes you say that? Uh, I feel like I get tired really quickly uh, and impatient really quickly, which is like the worst <laughs> feeling to to impose upon that experience. I really like, because I think men are less, like conditioned to be less verbal in general. I love totally. when you get a verbal reaction, you know, or some sort of fun noise or oh, something. Yeah. Just so that you can hear that they're, lost in it are really enjoying themselves yeah um specifically what's one way you get off like if you're touching yourself if you're whatever inside outside what parts need to get hit for it to happen 
Okay, uh, I'll give the boring, most common answer, and uh, no, it's not boring. In my favorite way. Okay. Um, well, because yeah, my my lazy, I just would like to have an orgasm is literally just taking my little like palm sized vibrator and just holding it there mm-hmm. <laughs> until it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that lazy, the lazy orgasm. Me too. That's a yeah. great one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's just external, and it's uh, an oldie but a goodie. Um, and, it's uh, like a quick fix when I'm feeling a little sleepy, but yeah. I have work to do, or like I'm kind of just off. Like if I'm feeling a little horny in the morning, I'm like, hey, right? <laughs> which is rare for me, but like comes up now. Yeah, and then. there you go, me. Um, and my my favorite way is uh, when I'm having sex with my husband, and I'm on top. My favorite way currently it changes mm-hmm. all the time, yeah. but am I? I'm on. I'm top. so glad you said that. And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and. Um, able to use my hand to uh, stimulate myself as at the same time. Like that just like mm-hmm. hits everything in the right way for me. Um, and I, I feel like we never see women using their hands on themselves, on themselves. during sex. Yeah. Certainly in, not like, in, in porn. And yeah. No. Yeah. And even in porn. Or did you say you do see it in porn? I, I haven't seen it. Porn. I don't watch a lot of porn. I'm maybe yeah. not the best person to ask, but the porn that I've watched, especially lately, they're tied up. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. When, okay, wait, I have a question about this because yeah. I'm very clumsy <laughs> and this is one of my big self-conscious things around sex, uh, which is why I need partners who have a sense of humor. So yeah, it's okay for me to, to be silly and fuck up and fall over and I like will literally get tangled in my limbs sometimes, yeah, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm like thinking about that and I'm like, how are you on top and touching yourself? Do you fall over? Because oh, I might, I think I, I would. How do you do my it? Knees are planted wide enough that that doesn't happen. I don't know if I plant my knees. I need to have. I need to be on top of someone now to test this <laughs> to, to figure it out. Um, and I think uh, I can use the other hand to brace myself or lean on. Okay. Yeah. Like next to you, like on the side. Yeah. Like by your by your. Yeah, if it's like, like by your lower down hip area, not like up above his shoulder. Okay, because I was imagining. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm more like he's laying down and I'm kind of perpendicular. Got it. To him. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I need to be a little bit away too to like reach myself. Yeah, that was gonna be okay. Cool. Yeah. I love knowing mechanics of stuff like yes. that because it also makes me wonder what what are the nuances of the position that I maybe have been missing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Happy to discuss further if you <laughs> tried and you're like, wait a minute, the math doesn't add up. <laughs> All right. What about butt stuff? Ah, what about butt stuff? Have you done any of it? I've been trying to figure it out in my life. I okay. have. Um, and I I go back and forth on it. Mm-hmm. I um, I think I, I feel similarly to a lot of what you've said where it's like, at first, it was like, oh, no, it just feels like reverse pooping. Like, this is not sexy. Why does anyone like this? But then, I don't know, once I had gotten a little comfortable with the feeling, I found myself in moods sometimes where it's like, mm-hmm. I want to do something dirty. Yeah. And then I, like, want it then. Yeah. And so I've never had an asgasm. <laughs> um, but now it's like, oh, I should be having them. Um, <laughs> and uh, have enjoyed pegging um, cool. very much. Yeah. And it's like, guys, if you have something in you that feels that great, why not Why would you avoid it? it? Yeah. 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 Like, are you really going to let homophobia keep you from your G spot? Grow up. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah. Yeah. So uh, are you really going to let homophobia keep you from your 
Jesus. Grow yeah, up. Yeah. Grow so the fuck up. I'm jealous that we don't also have like a prostate in there to feel that way, but um, but it it has its uh it has its time and place. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sexual turnoffs, little list. <laughs> I feel like I've talked about so many and been such a downer. Anything else you haven't hit? If I if anybody touches my nipples and I'm thinking about anything else, it is extremely distracting to me. Like if I'm not like fully turned on and wanting it to happen, I guess if it like catches me off guard or comes too early in when we're having sex, it like, I feel like whatever I was thinking about and that sensation, like the wires are crossed in a really uncomfortable way. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I wonder if other people experience that. I wonder but, too. Uh, yeah. Cause it's like, if I'm super into it, it feels great. And I'm very into them yeah. being a part of things. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know that, that can really. I love me. that. I love knowing yeah. I would never have known. And this can make other people ask people about their nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like so much it's me to my husband being like, not yet or no, don't touch them. But he's like, you know, loves them and wants to be. Right. There. But um, yeah. But I think that's totally fair to be like, no, no, here's how my body is doing its yeah, thing in this yeah, moment. Cause not, mine changes yeah. a lot. I yeah. love it. Just not yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I love that. Um, any weirdest stories? That dude uh, from Craigslist who I was seeing kind of on and off for a year or two, um, he went to China for like a month and then came back and he was like, I have a surprise for you. Mm -hmm. And something about it, I was like, oh, whoa. Like, what is this going to be something crazy and uncomfortable or like a weird new contraption that I've never seen before? Will it be uncomfortable? Like, what is this? Uh, so I was kind of like, stewing in suspense on the car ride on the way to his place we get up to his room and he like has this the biggest smile on his face and he drops his pants and he's like it's a chinese elephant man <laughs> and it's this like red silk and i think i've seen them in like tacky joke shop things. like i think they're all around i have purchased one of those oh for, a, for a very good friend oh my gosh i might have I don't remember if you had it around. I might have seen one and been like, you had that too. But, um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, an elephant goes, <laughs> the penis goes in the trunk, obviously. It's like this red silk thing. But uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I was like dreading what this might be, but also a little titillated. And then I was like, oh no, it's just this, <laughs> this silly thing. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, when do you feel the most in touch with your body? I think since I've been doing a lot of therapy and work on anxiety in general, just lately I've had these bursts of just good feelings about like my body and myself. And sometimes it'll feel like the veil of anxiety is lifted and it's like, oh my gosh, like life is so good. Yeah. I could just be enjoying everything and my body right now instead of being so anxious about it all the time yeah. and I mean I know it's not e as easy as when I am feeling anxious just saying hey don't do that anymore but mm -hmm. yeah I, mm -hmm. I feel like I have that peek behind the curtain sometimes of it's just amazing. like yeah my body is amazing life is amazing I should just enjoy it yeah and so I'm, I'm super grateful for those times and I hope to to have them more often well, my boyfriend, Andy, from Headspace, says it just begins with awareness. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know his name, and I use Headspace. I, yeah, maybe that has contributed to it. I need to do it more regularly. 
You could yeah. be my headspace buddy if you want. I have no buddies, but I'm coming up on yeah. one year of a run streak. Nice. Because I do oh it twice God, a day. Every day? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I think but it, my longest one was like a week. It yeah. took me two years of thinking about meditating and doing it like once a week to month to not for six months. Wow. And then when I was traveling in South America, I started doing it regularly. And then I would miss, there are a couple times where I've gotten pretty high and missed streaks, but I'm yeah. coming up on, yeah, I'm coming up on more or less every day since August 2016. But like I said, I've missed a couple days in there, but now I'm coming up on one year. Congratulations. It's my brag. That has nothing. Actually, (laughs) I think it does have to do with sex because I think Hmm. actually the awareness that I have gained, I can notice my feelings in real time, both physical and emotional. And then I'm able to actually verbalize them most of the time, or if not, to at least be aware that it's happening yes. and to clock it and to not freak out about it. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of just shutting down because you're feeling anxious during sex, then being like, huh, I'm feeling anxious. Like, yeah. is there any way to adjust this circumstance yeah. so I don't? Or to just notice it and not try to do anything about it. Because yeah. that's where I am now. Like when I'm in my bad places, I'm like, okay, I'm in a bad place. Can I take care of myself? Am I fed? Am I watered? Do I need sleep? Okay. You know, (laughs) that's just where I go. (laughs) Anyway. That's great. Okay. And lastly, if you could go back in time and give younger you some sex advice, we've already given a bit, but do you have anything else you'd like to say to her? And at what age would you pick? I mean, I've said both of these things and I guess it bears repeating. Great. But I wish I could tell 18 year old me it's so much better in a relationship and guys, Definitely want to see you masturbate. Mm. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do. I have a question for you. Great. Because um, I have a weird sensation I have experienced um, that I've talked about with one friend who has also experienced it. So I know it's not just me. Um, <clears throat> but I, when I feel a pang of super horniness or just seeing somebody you like really want to have sex with, I feel it in my lower belly. Um, and if I feel sexual, like disgust, like somebody like talking about sex, who is like an older relative or something <laughs> like that, I, I feel a weird tingle in my arms. Like, it's Whoa. like arms. so yeah, the, the friend who said that she had felt that as well, she'd be like, Oh, that gave me arms like that. Oh, that's amazing. That yeah. But, um, so I don't know. I don't know if you felt either of those things or if your listeners have, but I kind of want to like blast that out. I love that. I've never felt that. Either of them? No. When I'm feeling turned on by someone, usually it's a specific partner, but when I'm feeling really turned on my, I can literally feel my lady parts begin to ache. Like, oh, I, yeah. because I think blood That's is so rushing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's so much that it's literally uncomfortable. Like yes. when I'm like very horny, but I've never <laughs> felt this Interesting. Uh, yeah. No, and I, I did read something once. I don't remember what it was, but it was like she felt the urge like uh, like a sharp uh, pang below her navel as as distinct as though she had been thwacked with a rubber band. <laughs> like, I, I don't remember what that was. But it was like, oh, I think that's what I feel. Okay, um, listeners, please let us know, <laughs> like either on Instagram or sexstoriespodcast at gmail.com if this is something that you've experienced because now I'm really curious. Thank you very much. <laughs> you have. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I did one time. Okay, just final thought. One time I had such a strong orgasm that my, this has happened more than once, but one was really distinct. My arm like lobster clawed, like I got tingles, like seized up and my hands turned into little claws and they wouldn't undo for minutes. And I had to like, and I was just like laying there and I was like, what's happening? And they were like (laughs) so strong and I would have my partner like unfurl them and they would just keep closing. 
I wonder what that was. I don't know. Some weird nerve stuff. <laughs> Any doctors listening? Any doctors also. listening? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe just yeah, tensing those muscles to the point where they um, you like. Yeah, usually, like, it's more likely that I'll get a cramp in my, like, legs or something. Because yeah. I'm, I'm a definite, like, leg clencher. I want to picture that you were, like, triumphantly raising your fist to the <laughs> my, sky my, as you orgasm. My lobster claw. My sexy yeah. lobster claws. <laughs> your triumphant lobster claws. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for being on this show. I'm so happy we've begun this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. <laughs> Folks. That's our show for today. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Sex Stories Podcast. My personal is at Wildly. Guys, if you're listening and you just Instagram message me, hey, I'm not going to respond. But if you write a nice note, I'll try to respond. So that's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> just a general blast. Do you want to say your Instagram? I'm at Leah Fulta, L-E-A-H-F-O-L-T-A. 